0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Ask Professional show with Phelps Health. I am co-hosting today with Paige Heitman. My name is Kayla Marsala. Good morning, everyone. And today we are talking with Sarah Wiggins, a cancer tumor registrar at the Phelps Health Delbert Day Cancer Institute. Welcome today, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you chose to work at Phelps Health? Absolutely. Um, I'm a Ralla girl, so I
1: grew up here in Ralla. I went away to school at Truman State University in Kirksville, and then came back to Ralla to marry my husband, Bill. And shortly, Go Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Shortly after that. I um, found this job at Phelps Health, Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, this sounds really interesting. I really like things um, changing all of the time. I like to learn new things. Um, And obviously, I was very interested in helping with cancer care. So I went ahead and applied, and researching it further, it just seemed to be a really good fit. Mm And I have to tell you, I've now been there for going on 16 years. Wow. I guess it was a good fit. It was a good fit. But it is such a family atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. Everyone pitches in when others need help. No matter what it is, I've answered phone calls. I've gone back and had to, you know, need when they needed extra help, an extra hand in the treatment mm-hmm. room. Um, Things like that. And others have stepped in and helped me immensely with different research projects, quality improvement projects, etc. So I really feel blessed to be a part of Phelps Health.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would say that we're very blessed to have you. So today, not only are we talking about the Delver Day Cancer Institute or DDCI at Phelps Health, we're also going to kind of dive into some of those specifics that you've mentioned with cancer care, some of those research projects, a little bit about what you do as a cancer registrar. So let's just maybe kick it off with that. You are a part of the cancer registry. Can you tell us kind of what that is and what your role is at Phelps Health? Absolutely. So the cancer
1: registry collects manages and analyzes data on cancer patients. Um, We maintain a lifetime follow-up for all cases in compliance with the standards of the American College of Surgeons Commission on Cancer. Data is reported annually to and used for comparison with the Missouri State Cancer Registry and the National Cancer Database for Cancer Case Incidents and Survival Data. We also provide data to be used to study treatment outcomes, evaluate patient care, and assist in administrative planning and cancer research. So we do a lot of things. Um, We also help (coughs) immensely with the accreditation process with the American College of Surgeons Commission on Cancer.
0: Yeah, so all that sounds pretty in depth. So as a certified tumor registrar, you have to have certain credentials and education, right? Absolutely. So I actually, when
1: I, When I started in this position, I did not have any training, Um, so I actually went back to school for a few classes for some anatomy and physiology courses, medical terminology and such, just to um, really brush up on that stuff. Then I also did a three-year training program in order to become certified. So then there's a testing, you know, a a big test you have to take to become certified and every, I have to get my credits just like other professionals, um, every few years, 20 educational credits. But the biggest thing in the cancer registry is everything is always changing, whether it be with the cancer registry coding, um, stuff, or whether it be with the standards of care in cancer. So it's really, really interesting, um, because things are always changing so that definitely mm-hmm. requires continued education. So
2: that kind of brings up another question as well. Um, I know that you, you've had all this education, and you do continued learning. Why is what you do in all this continued education, how does that help impact patient experience? Oh man,
1: well, specifically with the Commission on Cancer, and mm-hmm. um, I keep up that accreditation, ensure that we are um, fulfilling all of the standards mm-hmm. with that. Because cancer care is always changing, it's changing due um, due to treatment plans and such, but it's also measuring whether we're hitting benchmarks that are appropriate for patient care. For example, there are some new operative standards that have come out in the last few years, and we are now ensuring that all of that matches up with those benchmarks. So it, greatly increases patient or greatly uh, impacts patient care to ensure that we are hitting those benchmarks.
2: So that kind of brought up another question in my mind. We talked just a little bit briefly about COVID before we started the show today. Over the past couple of years, you've mentioned kind of like benchmarks and stuff. How has COVID impacted what you do? Oh man. Well,
1: um, obviously a lot more people are working remotely. Um, I was already working remotely, mostly remotely Mm -hmm. before. Um, but now I'm completely um, at home. It's something that really, it was really difficult for people to get in for their screenings, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, there were all, there was also paused imaging and non-emergent tests were paused, Mm -hmm. um, or put off for a bit. So that really impacted um, you know, cancer care and cancer um, screenings uh, mm-hmm. numbers were really decreasing. Um, we actually participated in a quality improvement program last year um, that had to do with screening and getting women back in for their breast cancer screenings, mm-hmm. and our numbers skyrocketed last year. It was phenomenal. We did a great job. It was really exciting to be part of that program, too. Mm-hmm. So um, things like that, even though it was greatly affected, we still mm-hmm. were showing up. We are still, you know, giving the best care possible, mm-hmm. quality, the
0: best quality care. So that was really exciting to be part of that, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how has patient care improved through being part of the cancer registry and the commission on cancer? So
1: since I have been... Um, the cancer registry i've gone through five surveys with the american college of surgeons commission on cancer we've also moved into the ddci since i've been here um but the biggest things that i've seen change i guess in the years that i have been here and improve are the addition of clinical trials and we have clinical trials available at our facility that a lot of other places have i mean Mm -hmm. we have amazing care here close to home um also, Jeanette, we have a genetic counselor that comes once a month um, to our facility. That is an incredible resource. yeah, that can we, we have. talk
2: about that that 's really interesting what What role does the genetic counselor play in patient care? So
1: genetic counseling is very important. obviously, genetics are very much linked mm-hmm. with some cancers, not all. Mm-hmm. Um, one area that we are actually responsible for in the cancer registry is documenting um, whether certain patients um, were screened as to whether or not Mm -hmm. they needed to see a genetic counselor. So that's been a really interesting thing to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of years ago, we did pancreas. Last year, we did breast. This year, we're actually Mm -hmm. doing a few sites. Um, But um, the genetic counselor is vital to patients Mm -hmm. um, that have positive genetic test or screening and testing, um, then they need to see that genetic counselor Mm -hmm. to then alert their family members As to whether they need to be tested for certain Mm -hmm. genetic tests. Yeah,
2: absolutely. That's amazing to me, especially because, like you said, we have that care so close to home. Absolutely. You don't have to travel an hour and a half to go and get the same opportunities that you would have in a larger city. Exactly. Which is amazing. So, kind of back to our topic, why is having a a cancer tumor registry really kind of important to overall health and care at DDCI? Oh, man. Well, data from a patient's cancer
1: journey can provide extremely valuable insights that can help cancer specialists determine the most effective treatments for newly diagnosed patients and it can improve patient care for patients fighting cancer and um, we play an important role in capturing that data and that data then impacts cancer research and treatment programs um the biggest thing to me though is are those standards that we Enforce, I guess, is the word that we help you know uh, ensure that they're being completed Mm -hmm. or followed.
0: Okay, Um, so next we have kind of a statistic. Um, As of 2020, there were 475 new cancer cases entered into the cancer registry. Of those, 412 were newly diagnosed and/or treated at Phelps Health. Why are those numbers important for our patients? So
1: those numbers are important for our patients. Um, First of all, just to know that we have people coming here receiving the best care possible we also need to follow to make sure you know that that um we're hitting all of the numbers that we should be hitting because nationally they provide numbers saying you Mm -hmm. should be um having this many breast cancer cases in this county for example so we are always hitting the numbers we're supposed to be hitting, and we're actually increasing but what that means is that people are choosing phelps health there are still the same number of cases in missouri in phelps county but people are staying closer to home because of the quality care that we provide to patients that's really awesome
2: Listening to you kind of brings up a couple of other questions as well. You had talked about, like, surveys, qualifying for clinical trials. What does that process look like for Phelps Health and the DDCI specifically to be able to qualify for those different types of clinical trials? So I'm definitely not an expert Uh on
1: clinical trials, so I'm not 100% sure on all of that. However, I have provided a lot of data for Mm -hmm. the clinical trial team or the the clinical research team. Um, So a lot of times there are very... Um, Large packets they have to fill out, you know, we have to hit a certain number of patients in that Mm -hmm. um, Data set I guess it would be called. I'm not I'm not again. I'm not an expert on that So I don't want to (laughs) pretend in layman's terms, but yes, so I would say that um, we need to ensure that we have the patients available to um, Participate in that Mm -hmm. clinical trial then from there the clinical research team would evaluate them Mm -hmm. but and what the cool thing about the clinical research team is they are um, hitting every patient. So they are going and screening, um, to my knowledge, every patient to ensure that there isn't a clinical trial available for them. And we um, our, our percentages are excellent in clinical trials. So even during COVID, we hit the percentage we were supposed to be hitting for our standards. So that was really incredible by them. So kudos yeah, to them. Yeah, patient care
2: doesn't stop, right? Sure doesn't. Even in a pandemic. (laughs) So as part of your job, you and the team that you work with are in charge of sending um, information to an organization that's called Commission on Cancer. And I know we've heard about this before. It's on our website. Can you kind of help define what is Commission on Cancer and what do they do? What does it mean?
1: For sure. So it is a quality program at the American College of Surgeons, which is probably a more recognizable Um, Yeah, I've heard that one before. Right. Um, The Commission on Cancer is a consortium of professional organizations dedicated to improving survival and quality of care for cancer patients through standard setting, prevention, research, education, and the monitoring of comprehensive quality care. So all over the nation, there are facilities that have chosen to become accredited by the Commission on Cancer, and they are then deemed as the highest quality care available for cancer patients.
0: Um, So now that we kind of know what the uh, Commission on Cancer is, could you explain to us why it's important for the DDCI to maintain an accreditation accreditation from them? Absolutely. So the Phelps Health DDCI, as the Phelps
1: Health DDCI, we are a comprehensive cancer center, and we are called a community cancer center by the COC. Um, which is the Commission on Cancer, Um, to earn voluntary CoC accreditation, a cancer program must meet all CoC quality care standards, be evaluated every three years through a survey process, and maintain levels of excellence in the delivery of comprehensive patient-centered care. Um, We became accredited in August of 2005, Um, and as I said, I've gone through five different surveys. We just earned another three years of accreditation in March of 2021. We were actually supposed to have our survey in 2020. So, um, but it was moved forward or moved back due to COVID, but we have passed with flying colors every time, so that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, that is very exciting. Um, How often does the DDCI have to reapply for the accreditation, and why is the process so intense?
1: So we do that every three years. Um, At the beginning, I believe, though, I wasn't, I was here for that second survey. so you become accredited and then a year later i believe they re they reevaluate and then every 3 years after that um but right now currently i looked it up because i didn't know it off the top of my head but we have 38 standards that we must follow wow um and that's just in addition to the requirements that you already have to have in order to become accredited um but the reason it's so intense it's multidisciplinary across the entire hospital, um, all the way up to administration, hospital-wide, um, in beginning with the registration process. Um, and we follow, um, and the standards follow patient care from screening and prevention all the way through follow-up and survivorship. So, and ensuring that caretakers even, I mean, there are, it covers everything. So it's, it's extremely intensive. There's a lot of dots, um, I's to dot and T's <laughs> to cross, um, but also a lot of big things that you have to ensure that you're doing every single year. Um, so it's just, it's, But it's also really interesting because things are always changing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So, why is patient care such an important part of the accreditation process?
1: Well, patients with cancer have such a wide multitude of needs, Um, and cancer programs must oversee that patients receive appropriate care by quality, or by quality, qualified professionals. The facility must maintain optimal resources for the care of patients with cancer, and the responsibility is upon the cancer program to appropriately care for patients and develop criteria relative to the cancer program's available resources and experience.
2: So let's talk a little bit about, you know, as a medical oncology and an infusion center, what are the different ways that we support cancer patients? Because you've kind of mentioned before, we've got the same type of care that you're going to get in a larger city. Let's just dive into that. So... We have patient-centered care,
1: um, and we have those at that access to clinical trials, as I mentioned. The biggest growth that I've seen in our program, though, is navigation, education, and support for patients and Mm -hmm. their caregivers. Um, Since I've, even in the last few Mm -hmm. years, our program has grown immensely as far as, um, even with our affiliation, too, with Siteman, of course, that's a huge huge support of our cancer patients because then we have resources available that we did not have before. Um, so I would say the biggest support we have that financial navigation program is phenomenal. It's been such a great support. Also, obviously our, um, you know, the money that's been raised over the years. Oh my goodness. Just, you know, we just got done with the cancer gala and it raised and it a huge amount of money for these patients, so that's another incredible mm-hmm. way that we support our patients is through financial support. Um, if they can't pay their, you know, whatever bill that
0: month, we're able. There's a bucket, able, that, can there's a bucket that
1: can support that if they can't. You know, it's just it's really been. A really neat experience
2: seeing how our program has grown over the years. Yeah I can tell that you're really passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> if we couldn't tell at the beginning. So you've kind of mentioned a lot of different support. You mentioned financial support, some maybe some navigation that goes along with that. Let's talk about the rest of this compre- comprehensive care team that really kind of works with patients from the beginning of their diagnosis well into survivorship. Who are all those people and who's part of that team? Absolutely. Well of
1: course we have the registration team. All of those mm-hmm. um, are awesome people that are the face that they see when they first come in. Um, They're excellent. And then we also, of course, have our providers and our nurses. But kind of um, um, growing from that, we have the nurse navigator. The nurse navigator helps patients identify and overcome any barriers that may delay or prevent access to cancer care or treatment they assist patients and families with making informed decisions Um, then we also have a dietitian they provide nutrition information and resources provided by the ddci's licensed registered dietitian to patients and caregivers at the ddci also extremely important is the social worker Mm -hmm. they deal with a lot of psychosocial distress
0: um,
1: for all patients and connecting patients with financial and emotional support resources Uh, Then again, I've already mentioned our patient financial access representative. Um, They help alleviate concerns about cost of care, complexities of medical insurance, which is a huge issue. We all know about that. (laughs) By educating patients about their insurance benefits. Then of course support groups. Um, those that's a tool to provide to present information, provide comfort, teach coping skills, and help reduce anxiety. We also have a program to find your shine, which I know is happening monthly, and um, that helps with skincare, health care, beauticians. Local beauticians volunteer and are trained. Um, to help cancer patients who are going through um, certain treatments. Um, Also, just a few other things that pop into my head. We have a new program um, that's helping um, patients and caregivers go through what cancer is, what this means for Mm -hmm. their lives now, and how to go through the rest of their survivorship. So it's just... um, the, and I'm sure I'm missing some that, you know, clinical research, I don't think I mentioned. You know, I mean, there's so many more that I apologize if I haven't mentioned. But
0: <laughs> Don't worry, they'll tell you about it. <laughs> um, so why should a patient choose Phelps Health for their cancer care?
1: Well, like I said, they are treated like family, truly. Patient-centered care. We have all-inclusive services in a single accessible location here. State-of-the-art treatment and equipment. Um, we have state-of-the-art radiation oncology technologies and the most advanced chemo and immunotherapy services. Access to clinical trials, again, participation in the National Cancer Institute's communical, community clinical oncology program and a variety of industry-sponsored trials. Navigation, education, support and financial counseling, education and customized counseling services offered to patients and their loved ones and certified nurses in oncology. DDCI nurses specialize in caring for people with cancer. Um, So all of that and more, my goodness. I just think too, um, I am extremely passionate about this and I am not alone. (laughs) I would say that um, everyone in the cancer center is right there with me Mm -hmm. on my passion level. We love our patients. A lot of times in Uh, Cancer care patients show up daily, weekly, Mm -hmm. um, monthly for longer periods of times than maybe other patients, so we really get to know them well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you build a relationship, some rapport with them as they you know go through whatever this process looks like for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think it makes a difference for those patients that are over at the DDCI to be able to have localized care where you get to know somebody like Sarah or whoever it is, right? What what kind of difference do you think that makes?
1: Absolutely, well, um, there have been studies about the emotional health of patients mm-hmm. as well, <laughs> and that being a huge, um, help in going through cancer, mm-hmm. and, a, and a benefit of helping them through that cancer. So I definitely think that makes a difference. It also helps them with their fatigue. They don't have to drive mm-hmm. an hour and a half, two hours somewhere else, or go stay in a hotel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it, you know. That, yeah, I get an eight hour treatment and then have to drive back home. Exactly, yeah. or be, they don't have to, you know,
2: if they're not feeling well, they're not having to stop, and mm-hmm. um, along the way they can just go home. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. So now that we're kind of on the tail end, I've got one more question I want to ask you. Yes. Um, COVID-related. So now that we're on the end of the pandemic, we've kind of moved into this endemic phase. What are you looking forward to? I know that you're a remote worker, but what are you looking forward to whenever it comes to the DDCI? I know you guys have, you know, some exciting things happening. So honestly, I'm looking
1: forward to some more of that. Um, we actually have a sightman physician coming um, in the at the beginning of, in a couple of weeks actually, to do grand rounds. So we'll be able to meet together again and Mm -hmm. get that education in person Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's really important, especially even the students, the medical students are going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, it's nice just being able to get together in person in these meetings, learn together and grow together.
0: Yeah, like today, it's been so nice to see you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Sarah. We really enjoyed having you. Um, today, we've been speaking with Sarah Wiggins, cancer registrar at the Phelps Health Delbert Day Cancer Institute. For more information about Phelps Health Delbert Day Cancer Institute, visit phelpshealth.org. If you missed part of the show or would like to listen again, please visit phelpshealth.org. Well, how'd she do,
2: Lee? Good job.
0: I did horrible.
1: Oh, you did great. I tried really hard not to talk too fast this time.
0: You did good, though. I mean, we
1: did, like, we got through exactly. Well, I kept looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, Sarah. Talk slower, Sarah. I That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh. <laughs> Hit me up with another clinical yeah. research question.
2: The good thing is, like,